Ladies, 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 welcome to Linking Arms. I'm your hostess, Nadine McGowan. This podcast is by Purposeful Living Inc., which is a nonprofit that exists to serve the modern woman. We define the modern woman as the woman who looks like she has it all together, but behind closed doors, she's hurting, searching, or lonely. We're here to talk about real things with real women, to heal, to grow, to inspire, encourage, empower you to be the woman you are created to be. We are so glad you're here. Let's get started. Welcome, ladies. The topic for today is one of my favorites, and it is hope, 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 hope. Man, what a beautiful word. And I am joined today by a sister and a beautiful woman, Sherry Ruby. And I'm just so excited to to have her share her story. It's such a beautiful story of hope. And Sherry, welcome, and thank you for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking me. Yes. Um, so tell us, I'm just, we're just going to dive right in here. Tell us your story and you can start wherever you feel led. I think many women will be blessed by this. So you can just take it away. Okay. Um, I think I will start where um, I was 51 years old. My husband was 54 and he was diagno- diagnosed with leukemia. So we went through a really long, ugly battle for eight months of him trying to fight this. Uh, We we ended up going down to MD Anderson, the best of the best cancer research, and spent five of that months down there. And he uh, went through a stem cell transplant to try and fight it to try that was the only only course that he had the chemo would not take care of the type of leukemia that he had so it it, we just um did what we could to to fight that and keep going god was with us all of the time there were so many stories of where he didn't just show up he showed off and we hung on to that and that hope that it was going to get better the, the first thing that we had to find was a transplant for him, for the stem cell transplant. It typically comes from a family member. So both of his brothers were tested to, make, to see if they were a match and neither one were. So we had to go to the registry of over 5 million. And during that time frame, our youngest son was 26 and had just gotten out of the Air Force. And he got a call from the Department of Defense saying that he was a match for a 54-year-old man. And it's all anonymous. So he's like, my dad is 54 and he's looking. And they said, no, it doesn't work that way. It needs to come up or you know, come from siblings, not from a son. So we went to our side and they said, you actually have a 26-year-old man that is so they they ended up testing and not only was he a match he was a perfect 10 out of 10 match wow so he ended up going down with us and donating stem cell for his dad wow what yeah. an, that's incredible so we had hope we had hope yeah. that, that that was what we needed and we hung on to that hope but it wasn't meant to be we had to give 100 days from the transplant and he died on day 101 and he died of septus wow it was gone but we did everything that we could 
we had tried everything. We went to the best of the best. So there was no anger. There was no, it was just loss that it was just not his time to be here. Wow. It, it, he just went. So Sherry, can point, I ask, sorry, I just want no, to know more. Okay. Can uh -huh. I ask, how long ago was that? That was just 10 years. 10, 10 years, years ago. ago in July. Okay. And how long were you married? We were married for 32 years. Wow. Four children together. Yeah. Wow. That loss. I can only imagine the heaviness of that loss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't imagine it, it is so hard Yeah. to know where do I go now? What, what do I do next? Because that was my future. Right. You know, we looked for retirement and the kids were growing and having their own kids. And that's who I was supposed to be with. Right. So, so tell, me, uh -huh. tell me your struggles. Like, I want to hear more about like, what did you, you know, as a, as a widow at what, 51, were you 51 then? 51. And that's yeah. where I kept thinking I could really have another 30 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't want to be alone. I'm, I'm just not a person who could be alone. And I didn't know what to do with that. It actually, um, the, the evenings were the hardest that yeah. once I went back to work, the, the, I would sit and visit with my husband and then you can't do that. So I would sit and just, I had some thoughts that weren't, I didn't know that they were thoughts that were, were suicidal, but they could have been just because I was so sad and didn't yeah. have hope. I'm a person who smiles with my whole face and it didn't go beyond my lips when I smiled. Mm. You know, it just, I was yeah. just so sad. And my son, the younger son, who actually was the donator was going through school to be a marriage and family counselor. And he would come home and say, mom, you gotta see what I, I learned today. And it kept pointing to choice. Wow. It's a choice to be sad or, or to move on and to be healthy. So it hit me that that was my choice. And I decided to take some classes to go to grief support and to, to be with other people. I needed to find somebody who got me because not everybody did. And everybody means well, but they would come up and say, you know, I know exactly what you're feeling. When my dad died, it's like, no, it's not the same. That isn't the same that yeah it is difficult yeah and I'm so um grateful that you are intentional and it sounds like there was like two major things one is the reminder of like you have a choice mm -hmm. and two is that you went out and you got in community right. with people who were going through the same thing I, right. I think sometimes we could get into community with the wrong things or with the wrong groups that could make it even worse right and so yeah. you chose like healthy like-minded grief support community. Yes. Um, so that's really, that's good to hear. And I think I asked these questions for somebody who is going through grief, whether it is a spouse or a parent or a child, or, you know, I, I think that's good for them to hear. Right. Um, grief is grief, but it's just different about how you deal with that later. Like, that's what I said as a widow, I was trying to figure out who am I now? What do I look yeah. like? What is my purpose? Yeah. That, that I'm not a wife or a mother anymore. They're, you know, the kids are grown. Yeah. So the next thing I did then was to be the squeaky rule wheel through my church. 
and to say, we need a group like this. We need something for young widows. Yeah. And so they did. They, we started something there. There was a counselor at church who worked with me, and we then started this group that supported young women who all were not sure. That's and wonderful. in that process, I ended up, I remember throwing my hands up and going, all right, God, now what? You know, you took care of, of Joel. He's in heaven now. I know where he is. But what about me now? What does this look like? And I held my hands up and saying, I always wanted to do ministry, but I love being married. So what's that going to look like? And I ended up finding my new husband on Christian Mingle, which was wow. not my, me at all at that age. I, I didn't know what how to do it, but I had been married at 19. I didn't even know how to date. Wow. Where do you date? I don't drink. I don't wouldn't go to a right. bar. Where do you find someone? <laughs> God provided. Wow. Like we, we met within three days of me getting on. Wow, he girl, look at you. Friend. He gave me a smile. I gave him a smile, but it was just so God intended from the very beginning mm. that I could give that hope to the women that I was with. Wow. And that hope was, was what God did for me. And as I would tell them, that's my story. You have to find your story. Yeah. Everyone has their story as to what, maybe it's not marriage. Maybe it's some job, maybe whatever it is, God's got a purpose for you. And you yes. just have to listen. <laughs> what is that purpose? Where, where does he want you to go? And how is he going to use this for his yes. good? Yes. Yes. So good. good. So yes. good. So then tell there's more, there's more to the story yeah. that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that is a major <laughs> life yeah change and and right. so you met your new husband and then right and at that point we both worked in retail and we decided that it was a good thing to take a year off for me not to work so that we could work on our marriage first and then after doing that for a year we both decided it wasn't necessary for me to work financially wise that I could volunteer so I was able to do both I got married and I've done ministry and oh. I love it <laughs> just to see how God's going to use me or to babysit for my grandkids when they, I it was needed. I was free to do that. That's beautiful. And that, like I said, he had died. Joel David was his name. And now I'm married to a Mark Jacob. So I just laugh that God provided both of those very biblical names, but yes, that was 10 years ago. And in he died in 2011 and in 2019, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer. My, my second husband also, I, I forgot that part. He has four children and I have four children. Okay. I have wow. three boys and a girl. He has three girls and a boy and his boy died of cancer, of oh, brain wow. cancer eight years before we met. Okay. So he understood my tears. Sure. And that was very important. So for both of us to have this cancer in our background, we kind of felt like we were immune. So when I, I got it, it's like, no, we're not. It can happen to anybody mm -hmm. at any time. That's life. So I, I had to have a, a full hysterectomy. Wow. They did that. And they said they got it all. Everything was fine. No problems. Six months later, I came up with um, having what we thought was a gallbladder attack. And now it's April of 2020. So right in the beginning of COVID, everything oh is shut down. 
they couldn't do anything with it for a month. So the middle of, of May, I had my gallbladder out. Only when she went to take it out, she found there was no problem. It was it had some stones in it, but it should not have given me the reaction that I had. So she went ahead and took it out, checked my appendix and found that it wasn't a problem, but it, it wasn't exactly right. And again, you don't need your appendix. So she took it out and then she did a scope and found that my whole abdomen was full of cancer. I had little spots all over. So oh when I go back to the gynecology oncologist, I found that that only happens in one out of 100 women that oh have the type goodness. of cancer I had. So I immediately thought of Jesus as the great shepherd and, you know, he saves the one out of the hundred. And that gave me peace to know that that's okay, that Jesus has this. Wow. So I then went on to have three rounds of chemo. I'm sorry, I'll back that up a second. When I was diagnosed with all of that, they went ahead and did a colonoscopy just to make sure that the cancer hadn't come from that, that type of cancer could have been. And when they did that scope, the colonoscopy, they found one spot and it was cancer. So now I have two separate kinds of cancer. They're not linked at all. Wow. So I went through three rounds of chemo to get rid of the endometrial cancer. And this is all during COVID. All during COVID. Whew. All 2020. So that started in June. In August, I had 18 inches of my colon removed to remove that cancer and had to wait another month after that to do three more rounds of chemo to get that. So when I first found out I had cancer, um, Jesus put a lot of quote or a lot of scriptures in my, my sight. And the one that I hung on to was Mark 5, 34, which says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. So I hung on to that. So good. Can you read that again? I will. It's Mark 5. 34. It's daughter, your faith has healed you go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Mm. So I hung on to that. And I had peace through this whole trial of all the ups and downs, all the uglies of chemo, lost all of my hair. So this is chemo hair. <laughs> I know everyone beautiful. can't see it, but it's very short, curly hair. It's short, curly, beautiful hair, ladies. Yeah. So it's a new me. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure when I look in the mirror who it is, but that's okay. I've got hair. And yeah. the, the test that they do to test this kind of cancer, it's called a CA-125. And when I first, they first diagnosed me, that was 58 and 35 is normal. After one round of chemo, it went down to 11. What? doesn't normally happen and it's not been any higher than that so wow yeah even the doctor was very excited about how quickly this chemo got it and in my heart I know God <laughs> God was there God had the healing he's the great physician so yes wow your faith yeah. has healed you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. not only that it, it's given me a peace that I never could understand. I've always longed for peace. So you're just not worried about everything and all the, the noises in your head to just know that 
this is God's. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know that I'm, I'm, it's not going to come back. I've been told that 60% of the time it comes back, but 40 is a good number. Yeah. I'm okay with 40. And when it's my time, I know where I'm going to, going to be. So yeah, that peace. Yeah. And I bet people um, might look at you and say, how do you have peace like that? How do you have hope? How, how is this a a topic on hope when this is just (laughs) suffering? Right. And it's like, that's, that's the God, that's our God. And the joy, right? I found so much joy in watching, as I said before, God, not only just show up, but he shows off. Yeah. So as you asked for this, I found purposeful living because I was in so much isolation and I didn't have a lot of friends from the church that I had left and I'm in a newer church now and in the middle of all this happening and just didn't have a whole lot of connection. So I found purposeful living and it's just one thing after another that there's people in my life that all of a sudden, God just didn't give me a friend that I was looking for. He gave me an army. That's beautiful. And and I have learned, and I, that's a hope I want other people to know too. I was so happily married that I didn't think that I could ever marry again. Yeah. And now I've found that I can be just as happy. That God has given me someone new that we can be happy to. Wow. It's amazing. That is beautiful. And he's such a redemptive God. Yes. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story. And, you know, I have, I have to ask you when you were in your most difficult seasons, you know, when your husband was suffering and you were watching that and when, when he passed or when you found out that you had cancer and then you found out even more bad news, like what helped you? Yeah. Like what helped you keep your hope? What helped you stay in hope? What helped you? have that peace and that joy like are there any like specific practical things that you can give to women who might be walking through something where they feel so hopeless there's always hope it's finding that it's finding what you need and for me it was god i would not have done it without knowing that my lord and savior was there with me every step of the way yeah that there's community community helps you can't do it alone there has yeah. to be, has to be someone there helping you through it too. Yeah. And Sherry, what I, what I love about what you're sharing is it's a very consistent theme of really three, three, four things that you're continuing to say that has really helped you. Number one is you looking to God, you relying on God, you um, trusting God, having that faith of like, God is bigger than this. God has a plan and a purpose beyond me. Like his plans are good. I can trust him. Um, The second thing that I heard very consistently is the choice piece. Like I always have a choice Mm-hmm. and, and which kind of goes into another point where it's like, am I looking for the hope or am I sitting in my sadness? Mm-hmm. That comes back to the joy. Yeah. It's finding the joy. I remember asking the minister in the middle of my husband's sickness, like how I don't find joy here. I'm not finding joy. And he's saying, don't give up that you'll find the joy out of it. And the joy came in how, how God's using that for his purpose and to help other people. 
So even though the, the sorrow was there of losing my husband, I could find eventually find the joy. And I also think that's important to point out is there are seasons of sorrow and lamenting and ha having time to grieve and to cry and to, um, you know, sit in that loss is, is okay. And that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. That's what I would tell a lot of, of my young widows. Just don't stay there. You know, yeah. if you're in a deep moment like that, give yourself a time limit, say, okay, I've got 10 minutes. I'm going to do 10 minutes of sobbing and then it's time to stop because oh. I had found myself eight hours one time, eight hours of sobbing before I could get it under control. And I'm that's, not sure that was healthy. <laughs> well, that's really good advice of almost like schedule your grief work. Right. You know, it's like, it it's hit you because it does hit you like waves. You don't know when it's going to hit you. Yeah. Then know that that doesn't have to consume that day. That's so good. I need to stop. I, I can pick this up again later yep, yep. when the wave comes. But yeah, and like you said, don't let other people tell you it's been a year now. You need to stop. Right. Everybody's different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's so good for women to hear. And then the other point, which I know we touched on earlier, but I just I know the power of this. And I, I hear this almost in every single podcast and every single interview with every woman that I've talked to, who's gotten past something, they say community, yes. you know, just the power of community of don't isolate, reach out, get plugged in, you know, and I love what you said about purposeful living. Like you didn't just find one friend, you found an army of women right. and you know, that I just want to let you ladies out there know who are not plugged into community or are searching for community, we have a, a group of women who are here to love and serve and support you right where you are. And if you are going through a hopeless season for whatever reason, there is hope. There is hope. You will get through this. And there are other women who've gone through what you are going through. You are not alone in this. And reach out, reach out, don't isolate. Did you find it hard to reach out, Sherry, in certain times? Um, yes, in different times and situations. Yeah, there was yeah. times that I would tell people in a conversation, I just lost my husband and people would physically back away. Mm. And then it would hurt more like I'm not contagious. <laughs> this isn't, isn't contagious. Or the other side of it, they go, oh, and try and give you a hug. And then the tears that you're fighting not to sure. lose in public do come. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, It's hard until you can kind of get more control it. of it. So on the other side, can you give us just some wisdom on what is the right way to respond to a widow? to somebody who's going through something really hard? Like, what did you need from people? The, the statement of, I'm so sorry for what you're going through. That's very standard. Don't, don't say God needed another angel. Mm. You know, there's all those things that people say meaning well, but yeah. that doesn't feel right when it's your husband that's gone. Yeah. You know, it just, yeah. I, I don't know exact words other than, you know, just sometimes no words. Yeah. Are, you know, sometimes just, just no words or just show up and talk. shut up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's best. Yeah. 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 It's hard. 
Well, you know, I'm sorry for the pain that you have endured with the loss, with the your own health. And I'm so grateful to you that you are using it in a way that is helping others, you know, that you're helping other widows, that you're sharing your story, that you are a listening ear and a supportive ear, and that, you know, you're using this yuck for good. Yes. It gives it purpose, gives yeah. me purpose, you know, something to do with it, to, and the joy that I feel with that, yeah. knowing that I can do that. So ladies, as we wrap up here, um, I just want to invite you, um, you know, usually like I have like a challenge or an invitation or I, I think my only invitation today is if you don't have community, I really would encourage you to be intentional about that. The other invitation I have for you is if you don't know God, I want you to know that he loves you so much and he is waiting for you. Like he wants a relationship with you. And if you're not sure what that looks like or what that means, like reach out to us. We're more than happy to help you. Um, and he's a gentleman, like he doesn't push himself on you, but man, he is so good and he is so faithful and he is so stable and he is the great physician and he is hope. He is hope. Um, and he's always there. You don't have to wait in line. You don't have to pick a number. You don't have to make an appointment. Like he is there. Um, and so I just invite you to dig deeper, even if you do know God. And if you are walking with God, like dig deeper, grow closer, seek him more, make more time, invest in that relationship. Cause it is, it's truly the most important relationship of your life. Um, so I just want to invite you to that. Sherry, is there anything else you want to wrap up with or any other final thoughts? I don't think so. I just want to thank you for giving me this venue to be able to share my story. It, it's God's story and he wants it to be heard. So yeah. thank you for having this way to let other women know. It's really lovely to hear women's stories because it reminds you that everybody has something. Yes. Everybody has something and, and, you know, you are not alone and we are stronger together. And we don't know it just from looking on the outside. No, you don't know how much they're hurting on the inside until you get to know them. That's right. We never know. Yeah. So be kind people be kind. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> uh, well, ladies, we love you. We see you. And we're grateful that you are here and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for spending your time with us today. For more on Purposeful Living Inc., visit our website, purposefullivinginc.org. We offer free coaching, growth groups, events, and have a care team waiting to support you. For more encouragement, you can also find Purposeful Living on your favorite social media platform. Leave a comment, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe. Remember, ladies, you are loved. You are chosen. You are seen. You are valued. You have a purpose and your purpose matters. Talk to you soon. We love you.